0: No, sir. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS
0: Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you solo tonight. Everybody's still sort of a little on that, like, vacation swing. So we're going to get you through some stuff. It's rumor time. I mean, you've been asking for them. They're starting to come in, so we want to talk about it. We want to talk about some things. I don't know how long the show will be. I say that, and then we usually end up going an hour. We'll see about today. Not a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Not a whole bunch to dig into as far as MLS side is concerned. Um, Some crazy playoff games again. You got your Western Conference and your Eastern Conference and New York City versus Philadelphia Union and Bruce Arena got knocked out. And you've got your portland and your rsl and all sorts of fun things and i saw 538 has portland and and new york city i think 31 percent chances to win the cup so anyway there's your there's your whole MLS thing but we have rumors somebody's selling their house we're going to tell you who it is we're going to tell you why it matters why it doesn't matter a bunch of stuff to talk about there uh sebastian Legette's going to play a key role in the la galaxies off season so going to tell you a little bit about that um just some other names that are starting to pop up and some some things that we can start connecting just a little bit just a little bit um so we'll see how we uh how we kind of rock and roll tonight hopefully it's a it's a good one glad you could join us again sort of marching towards our uh, our wintry um our, our wintry conclusion here to 2021 as a matter of fact i made the Uh, The schedule for the 2022, January 2022, it's up on the website and you can see sort of how we're planning on doing, uh, you know, the shows coming up in, in 2022. Um, so that's out already. We have our schedule up for December. Look there. There's going to be about a week and a half where we have no shows sort of between lead up into Christmas and then, uh, into the other, uh, into past new years. And once you get past new years, then, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, everything going forward. So, uh, big shout out to Christian, by the way, gave us $10 super chat already before we even started the show. So thanks Christian. Appreciate that. And Christian says, by the way, uh, with a little question, if the galaxy exercise their contract option with Dennis Declosa, and he then signs with Feyenoord. Shouldn't the Galaxy receive a transfer fee? Yes, no, probably didn't happen. If you're if you're really looking at it, I mean, this wasn't the Galaxy playing hardball, and I don't think there was a uh, a real concerted effort to 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 keep Dennis to close. So they they exercise this option, and when you exercise the option, you do basically what you were supposed to do, right? Um, so, so they did it. Um, I'm not sure if they exercised it thinking that maybe they might get a transfer fee in some cases. I was not told there was one. And if you've noticed, it's been kind of a little radio silence from the team and and sort of that is because players aren't really in training or voluntary, voluntarily coming in. There's lots of guys who are on vacation. Some guys are going on vacation. I actually went to the stadium. Funny enough, I was at the stadium on, was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. I can't, I can't remember. It feels like it might've been Wednesday, but no, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, I went to the stadium. Uh, the LA galaxy were nice enough to, uh, to send me some of the gazelles and, um, address things and a whole sort, bunch of stuff sort of led to it getting lost. And so, um, I have them here and let me just grab them here. Always great show. Always great radio. Whenever, uh, you have the host, uh, duck out for a second. So if you hear any, noises, stuff like that. So, um, the galaxy were nice enough to, uh, to, to, to gift me a pair of the friends and family gazelles. Uh, somebody was asking if they even sold these and I don't think they sold this particular version. This is the tech green and the yellow and sort of the orange version, the throwback version. Um, and, uh, I don't think that they did sell these. So uh, as far as I know, it, they were really limited. You could buy the ones that had signatures on them. Um, and I think they're about two hundred dollars. Uh, very limited amounts of those. I was actually watching those disappear in about three minutes. So um, those, but yeah, the galaxy are nice enough too. I, I'll let you know. Um, these are going into the quote-unquote uh, galaxy museum that is being sort of uh, created through all the stuff that I've collected over the years, jerseys, random things. I have a a nice name tag from uh, from Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So. A bunch of stuff, uh, that I've been collecting over my, let's see, we're going into 14 seasons now, 2022 is season 14 for, for corner of the galaxy. So, um, glad everybody, uh, everybody, everybody got it. Uh, glad everybody's joining us for that. And, uh, and so it's kind of fun. So anyway, I've, I've gathered a whole bunch of stuff. Basically it's a bunch of, I would say some of it's a bunch of junk. Some of it's not a bunch of junk. Uh, Some of it's cool. I have some corks, uh, from the champagne bottles from the 2012 and 2014 MLS cups, just random stuff that I pick up sometimes that are, that are left around people realizing that, um, that maybe, uh, my hands are good hands to have some stuff in for, for prosperity. So it was a, it was a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, that sort of happened. But anyway, super thankful this, I realize not a lot of people got a chance to get these. So, um, it's not lost on me that, that this is a special thing. Um, it'll go into the, uh, closet. And like I said, I don't think these will ever be worn. Um, so uh, it's just one of those things that sort of gets put into a place. And eventually one of these days, the the big picture is that I will have a podcast studio that has walls lined with all this stuff um and all the things that I sort of uh, had there. So yeah, that was about it. Um I know they're super limited edition. They're gorgeous. They're really really pretty shoes. Um I saw the regular Gazelles as well. They're they're gorgeous. So anyway, I was there. Ran into a uh, Juninho, saw him walking around um and then uh ran through and saw uh, saw Sasha Kleshin was was coming through there. Um uh, remember Sasha Kleshin out of contract with the LA Galaxy right now. They're still discussing things with him. He has a house in Southern California. I would imagine that he's sort of looking at that and saying, "Hey, I'm probably not going much. I I think um, I was talking to um, I was talking to uh, Panda who was down in Mexico still. Actually, I think he's flying back tomorrow. Um, but I was talking to Panda about this and said, you know, if, if I'm the LA Galaxy, there's a rule that says that you can't have a coaching compensation to a player be more than 50% of the total compensation. So you could take somebody like Sasha question and pay him 175 to $200,000 as a player and then pay him $150,000 as a coach. And now all of a sudden he's making $350,000 and you are getting both of those things from him. It's not, you know, a BS things. So, um, it's, it's super important uh, I think that they retained somebody like Sasha Klushin, but also put him in a position to to coach. It was funny; some of the academy kids walked by him, uh, and they're like, they were all like, "Oh, hi, hi!" Like, like sort of, you know, the 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 reverence to Sasha was sort of like, "Oh, oh, there's Sasha Klushin the whole day," and he's like. Hey, boys, how's it going? You know, whole deal. it was just a, a fun little interaction. But anyway, Sasha was there. I saw him um, and was just uh, checking out the stadium. The stadium's still there, by the way. People still rolling in and out. And lots of guys going on a vacation. Lots of guys coming back. So um, we're still sort of waiting for the next quote-unquote press conference. Um, and I, I was talking with uh, LA Galaxy PR. We think that's coming. Uh, Greg Vandy's going to want to talk. Chris Klein's going to want to talk. Um, you know, from the reporter side of things, that's what, that's who we need to talk to as well to sort of figure out how this is all going. And I imagine that we might very soon understand, um, exactly what the breakdown is in terms of, uh, who's getting doing what job and sort of how they explain that that's their job. That's their next job. And I think so far, the fact that you've heard relatively nothing is it's just, it's just not a great sign of things to come, right? You would expect that the galaxy want to get out in front of this and sort of say, Hey, we want to explain to you how this is going to work and why this is going to work differently than perhaps it has worked before. And we haven't seen that yet. Um, And I think that that's to their detriment. Now, just through the holidays, but I would have expected something this week. You want to get in front of this, you want to start talking about it. Uh, We talked about the uh, off-season schedule that's coming up and there's a lot of things to get through. And so you sort of want to have a press conference now to set the expectations for what's going on. We haven't seen that yet. So I would hope that we see something like that here in the future, um, in the in the very soon future, because I think it behooves everybody. Chris Klein, Greg Vanny, everybody to get out in front of this. I mean, we've heard relatively outside of a press release that says, you know, we thank Dennis. Um, it's been crickets, and I, I don't think that's the way that you want to go into 2022, especially when. If you look at the noisy neighbors, I feel like that this could be a season for the LA galaxy to once again, reassert dominance in the Western, not in in Southern California and in the Western conference, um, if they put some things together correctly. Uh, so that's sort of where we're looking and sort of what I'm expecting to see, because I think they have a lot of explaining to do because we've seen this happen before, right? We've seen the, we don't have a general manager. We're splitting tasks between people and it didn't work. Uh, and so you're going to have to explain why it works this time, why it works with Greg Vanny, why it works with Yovan Karofsky, why it works with everybody else um, in this. And if they can't explain why that's going to work, then I think you should be um, you should you should be asking those questions. Um, so that's sort of what we expect to happen next. Now, uh, let's get to our first rumor. And this is a rumor show um it, it, we're going to try to touch on some things i can tell you some things that i know um there's things that other people are reporting i expect the la galaxy this year to not be as open perhaps as they have been in the last couple of years under dennis in terms of you know sort of acknowledging who they're going after who they're talking to who's of interest that type of thing um so so i, I would imagine you're going to hear you're going to see a lot more speculation coming out um, and a lot less confirmation about things that are going on. That's just that's my general impression so far after you know x number of weeks without uh, without Dennis. It's probably like been a week um, just without without the general manager in charge there. It just feels like before the LA Galaxy we were very much a walled off unit. Um, because I feel like they always felt they were under fire for things. Um, and that sort of started to open up a little bit with some mild success and having Greg Vanny in there and having guys like Dennis DeClosa. It felt like that started to open up a little bit and they were more honest with what they were doing and how they were going about it. So that way you could, you know, I think it's important to be somewhat honest with the fans whenever you're trying to do this. You're going to get things wrong. And that's not a reason to hide behind, you know, a a, a, you know, a phone or hide behind a, I don't want to talk to the press. Um, you know, Dennis was great at this. Whenever something was wrong, he would get out in front of it and he would talk about it. We all remember his sideline halftime interview where he came up and, and talked to the guys. I think it was on ESPN or one of the national, um, ones and talked about it and then ended up having to fire gamma Barashicolota the next day. Uh, he wasn't running from that. And so certainly you knew that, you know, that, that somebody was running the stuff front. I think the LA galaxy have to com- complete, continue to do that they have to keep stepping forward when it goes so uh, one of the first uh, rumors that we're hearing right now in the athletic is reporting that Sebastian Lejet is on the trading block right that the LA Galaxy are looking to possibly move um, Sebastian Lejet. now there's there's reasons for this and I think I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna upset some people on here all right I'm going to tell you that the LA Galaxy have a bunch of things to consider whenever they think about moving Sebastian Lejet, and those things include the PR hit that they're going to take when they do that. Sebastian Legette is a beloved member of the LA Galaxy. He has been since he joined. He is a fan favorite. I'm going to say yes, that number has hit has dipped in the last couple of seasons just because of the performances that come out. But we would be stupid to think that the people in this chat room or the people on Twitter or the people on Facebook make up the entirety of the Sebastian Legette support. It's larger than that and it's bigger. Um and so looking at Sebastian Lejet and what he can do, he's going to play a huge part of what the LA Galaxy are trying to do this off season whether they decide to keep him or whether they decide to move him. Both of those are huge things to take into consideration, right? Um Sebastian Lejet is a very talented player. Uh he's a US Men's National Team player, he's a domestic player and for whatever reason he seems lost within the greg Vanny system now i'll say this as well that at least at the beginning of the year he was playing well for greg berhalter on the u.s men's national team and as this sort of wore away in thing his form on the la galaxy started to uh to go ahead and and shrink the same way um or at least affect his u.s men's national team form as well so uh there is a national team call up we are i think the rosters for that are announced tomorrow so on friday we're recording on a thousand on a Thursday night um but with the friday i believe those rosters are coming out for the u.s men's national team and their training in their game at uh dignity hill sports park i would expect sebastian Lejet is on that list because they're going to want to get them in there playing and, and doing all that stuff and staying sort of um you know together with the team and it's going to be a mls roster you know we, it's camp cupcake whatever you know that if you want to call it that but that's what we're expecting from sort of the sebastian lejet side so he wasn't able to play in Vanny's system, and and I don't even think that's true, by the way, and I think a lot of us say that. I think Sebastian Legette is, it's not that he doesn't fit, um, it's that he hasn't figured out what Greg Vanny is trying to, to get him to do, and we heard a little bit of that from Greg over the year. Uh, talking about Sebastian Legette, especially whenever Seba had a very good game, uh, he talked about him afterward and said, "You know, we've asked Sebastian try to default forward and be more offensive." It's the same thing the U.S. men's national team wants him to do as well. So it's not like the goals for Sebastian Legette are different, and therefore going somewhere else might work very well for him um, in terms of how they want to play him. But where is Sebastian Legette's best position? We've argued about this forever. Um, you know, you look at Legette and what he's trying to do. And he's probably more of an offensive side of things. But at the same time, he's more of a possession-based player, right? He's a possession-based player base player in the center of the field. He likes to hold the ball. He likes to distribute, you know, a lot of times sideways. Yes. But with the U S men's national team, a lot of time he was getting those channel passes. He was able to find and break those lines. So can you incorporate him? And this is something Greg Vanny has to think about. Can Greg Vanny incorporate him into the team? Or is it time to change scenery? I guarantee you, if he changes scenery, you're going to have a rejuvenated Sebastian lejet I mean, he went through some personal stuff too. remember his sister passed away this season as well. I don't think you can under, Estimate those things so this is going to be a balancing act so the the athletic reporting that there are teams both in the eastern and western conference that are interested in them duh there's a bunch of teams that are going to be interested in um in sebastian lejet um the thing to sort of keep in mind if you're the la galaxy at least from my side of things where i sit there and say okay if i'm the galaxy why who who am i gonna you know who would i look at Um, I would not put him in your conference. You're not going to trade him to anybody in the Western Conference because he's going to come back to bite you. This is a guy who will absolutely um, destroy you when you play him. So you want to make sure that you don't play whatever team you're going to play twice in the season. So make sure he's out of conference. Um, And I think there's plenty of Eastern Conference teams who would be interested. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to already say, well, Bruce Arena would probably take him in New England. Duh. Of course he would. Right. Bruce brought him into the league. Bruce would gladly take him. And I think Bruce could get the most out of him. One of the most successful seasons Sebastian Lejet had was his first season with the LA Galaxy in terms of scoring goals um, and assists and playing mostly a wing role. Right. So you you look at that and say, okay, an Eastern Conference team is probably the best fit. Where does that slide down and how much can you get for him? And I think it's important that you also to ask Sebastian Legette where he would like to go. Um and I think those types of things are important whenever you're trying to think of how this whole thing ends. Does Sebastian Lejet ever come back to the LA Galaxy? Maybe he goes somewhere for two years, doesn't play real well. Maybe the Galaxy get him on a discount coming back, that type of thing. His salary certainly is going to be um, a little bit of an issue. I don't think it's that much of an issue, really. Um, Sebastian Lejet on $923,750 and the guaranteed compensation uh, the cap number or the base salary on him was about $800,000. He's a TAM player. We know that. Targeted allocation money player. So anyway, that's something to keep in mind. It, they're, the, the Galaxy trying to shift and trying to get something from... If you move Sebastian Lejet Here's the thing. If you move Sebastian Lejet right now, he technically doesn't even take up a spot on the LA Galaxy starting lineup. He plays in a role, but you have guys who also play his role and probably play it better. Um, And so... Uh, you know, unless you create a role for him, unless Vanny creates a role for him in this offense where he's able to be more creative and maybe a little more f- of a free role, or you stick him out on the wing. But the problem with the wing is you got Grant here, you got Cabral, right? There's there, you start to lose starting spots, and we saw this um, a bunch of times from legit Is where does he play, and how do you play him? And Vanny either has to figure that out, or they have to move him. That's why. Moving him makes sense. I was talking with Kevin about it. And we're like, moving him does make sense. It's like Dan Stairs. If you're not going to play Dan Stairs and you realize his option was an automatic, uh, uh, not a renewal, but it was an automatic option once he met his performance metrics in 2020, then if you're not going to play him, then you need to move him. So who else? So now, again, talk to Dan. Where does he want to go? How do you want to do that? Or are you confident? Are you confident enough in Nick DePew to say, okay, Dan Stairs, we're going to let you go. That's a big gamble as well. All it takes is one injury and you're all of a sudden you have Sega Koulibaly as as the one guy who can back that stuff up. Or Sega Koulibaly is going to be your starting center back next to Derek Williams or Derek Williams gets hurt. The bottom line is that there are that there's still a need for a center back. So keep all of that in mind whenever you're looking at this is yes, you can let these players go. You're not going to get a like for like replacement for Sebastian Legette and you're going to lose a PR battle on that. Right. Again, I know this chat room. I know people are ready to see him go. I know the discord. People are ready to see him go. I know Twitter. I know Facebook. You're a vocal minority. You're not a majority. Okay. So keep that in mind as you're going through this. He's not to the level AJ De La Garza was, but you can see the ripple effects still from AJ De La Garza being traded. Okay. Um, keep that in mind again, how that all goes. Um, so just, just a really interesting, uh, little take on Sebastian Legette, Uh, and I think that they absolutely could find a place for him to go. Um, so you could have seen the last of Sebastian Lejet with the LA galaxy. And then it's a matter of like, what do you get? You know, somebody's like, what's the worth on that? I don't know. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, general allocation money. It's a lot of targeted allocation money. Um, and they have to pick up the salary. Uh, it might be an international slot. It might be an international slot plus you know, all this other stuff. It's not just an international slot. What I meant was it's an international slot on top of the other things that you're going to get. Um, you know, I made a joke. They said, what is Sebastian lejet worth? I'm like two Becky G's uh, to somebody uh, out there. But you know, the, the big thing is he's from the Bay Area. So would he want to go to San Jose? And would you let him go to San Jose? Um, so it, <laughs> I get you, do you trade with a rival? Usually the answer is no. How much are they going to give you? Are you ready to see Sebastian Legette in the San Jose Earthquakes uniform playing against you? Quakes versus LA Galaxy and Sebastian Legette Again, Eastern Conference for me is a better answer to that. And then you just have to have to face them in whatever MLS Cup you end up getting to. I think at that point you, you do what you got to do. Um, so... Uh, Keep that in mind. Athletic is very, it was Sam gestickel from the the athletic, very trustworthy. Sam does a great job. So that's one of the rumors and one of the bigger rumors. And it's the one that's going to shape a lot of things. So if you see that starting to pick up pace in the LA galaxy are obviously shopping for something and looking for something, let's talk about another player who got a, uh, it got released from his option, right? Um, Ilya Sanchez from Sporting Kansas City uh, did not have his option picked up, so he is now able to go and uh, and find a new home. Uh, This is 31 year old. In case you didn't know, 31 year old, uh, born in Barcelona. Ilya Sanchez played for Sporting Kansas City. uh, Shows just a truckload of games. Uh, He played 30 games in 2021. Uh, You know starting in 2017 33 games 34 games 32 games 15 games 30 games a lot of people talking about uh, defensive midfielders right and uh, he is a defensive midfielder he plays in the center of the field there's sort of this this discussion and in my mind I kind of think it's 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 already done with and that we don't need to talk about it anymore but. You know, apparently Reveleson, a lot of people see more as an eight and less of a six, right? So more of a box to box on an eight and less of a defensive midfielder as a six. Ilya Sanchez is a six, right? You could probably get some eight out of him, but he's mostly a six. So you have a defensive midfielder. So Reveleson, is he now going to be an eight? And do you trust him to be an eight? And are the LA Galaxy going to combine, you know, the six and the eight and somehow find a 10 in there as well? Uh, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos, this would be a replacement for Jonathan Dos Santos. I believe his salary was around a million dollars last yes last year for Ilya Sanchez. Uh, he's 31 years old. Uh, he was also a uh, La Masia um, with uh, with like Jonathan Dos Santos and Victor Vasquez, the famous Barcelona Youth Academy. Um, so there is some common knowledge there within just the organization and Sporting Kansas City. Released him. There was at least some speculation that they didn't release him because they didn't want to keep him. It's just that they couldn't afford him. And perhaps the budget of Sporting Kansas City is coming into more play than the salary cap of the league is. Uh, This is a chance. And I think you're going to see this from a lot of the quote unquote smaller market teams. This is a chance for the LA Galaxy to assert some dominance. This is one of the reasons I think that the Galaxy have a really good chance. Uh, with not a lot of turnover, um, I think maybe nine, possibly 10 or 11 players being moved out, but that's only a third of the roster. Instead of, you know, you look at 17 players or something like that, which is closer to two thirds of the roster, right? Um, with just a third of the roster and not a lot of starters that you're going to get, if you bring in a couple good pieces and you build off of sort of the, the platform and the foundation that you developed in, in 2021, 2022 should be a step forward year. Uh, We don't know if that's the case yet. Haven't seen the pieces added, right? But at the very least, um, you're going to want to see something, um, you know, in these players that they're bringing in to fill needs. And Ilya Sanchez is somebody who would fill a need. 31 years old. And, And listen, Jonathan Dos Santos was 31, but he was 31 going on 40. He couldn't play it. You look at Ilya Sanchez, he played 30 games this year. Right? And he has a history, again, 33 games, 34 games, 32 games, 15 games in 2020 on a 22-game season, 30 games played. 31 is not old. 31 was old for Jonathan Dos Santos. All right? So uh, keep that in mind. And, and I, I would happily have 31-year-olds, not, not the whole roster. And by the way, the LA Galaxy roster right now is like averaging 24, all right, you can, you can afford to have some 31-year-olds. Guess what? You could probably afford to have a 36, 37-year-old in Sasha Kleschen as well. So keep that in mind as we go through these things. And look is that 31 is not old. If you have a designated player, and I don't think Ilya Sanchez comes in as a DP, but imagine that you can get a defensive midfielder on a TAM contract. You replace that with sort of the Sebastian Lejet money. So it's like for like there, very small increase in cap hit and TAM or, or general allocation money. Right. And then you're able to go ahead and find somebody else to replace Jonathan dos Santos. And then that is your designated player um, that you can bring in, whether that's a 10 or whether that's another forward. I'm, I imagine the galaxy, you're either going to go after a 10 or another forward, but this is, this is, this is not, this isn't, this isn't locked in. I haven't talked to anybody to know that for sure. Uh, but I, you know, the galaxy have already have some ideas and I think Kevin and I talked about that on Monday, the galaxy already have some ideas of who they think they're going to go after, uh, for this. So Ilya Sanchez, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but also somebody to keep an eye on. Um, again, Ilya Sanchez is a very good midfielder has been, has played in this league, understands this league, understands how to play in this league. And I think Greg Vanny would be one of those guys who could go after him, um, and, and really pick him up. So that's something to pay attention to. Okay. Um, Ilya Sanchez, uh, just throwing up some stats and doing that 32 games played 26, 86 minutes, 29 starts, um, for this last season, 2021, a guy who absolutely can still play at this level, uh, maybe a little bit more on the downslope. Yes. You're not going to get five years out of him, but you probably can get two really good years from that's what the LA galaxy are probably looking for right now. Um, so, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, an an interesting sort of thing. Hey, Patrick, Patrick says we're going to need another center back. Uh, sure, Patrick, I mean, you brought in, you know, two and then you signed some more from the academy. So three or four, I mean, you can just keep signing center backs. The LA galaxy are great at that. Uh, I just, I don't know what you get out of that unless you're going to start playing people regularly in the same position. Um, that's, that's my take. We'll, We'll see how it goes. Um, LA native, by the way, says I might give away my tickets if they don't sign a number 10. I get, I get it. I, I, and, and David asks, you know, will Sanchez get the DP spot? No, I don't think so. And I just by the numbers, that doesn't make sense, um, to me anyway. So, uh, just again, sort of keep that in mind and look at what we're trying to see. Another name that is popping up as well. And we're about 30 minutes in and I only have a couple more things to talk about, but I, and I know that there will be, um, you know, at least some discussion on some of this stuff is going to be Eric Zavaleta. Um now Eric Zavalletta is Greg Vanny's nephew, and the only reason we mention this is that it looks like Zavalletta is out at Toronto. Um and he was up at Toronto with Greg Vanny. Uh Zavalletta is a it's just an interesting I mean, you know, you don't want to sit there and say, well, the only reason, you know, he's where he's at. Listen, he can play. Um, And certainly he he can play and has played, uh, played for Real Salt. He was at the Youth Academies, Real Salt Lake and Chivas USA, Columbus Crew in in the 2011s in that era. Went off to college for a little bit. Uh, Was with the Seattle Sounders in 2013, 2014. Only five appearances there. Some loan outs, uh, certainly and Chivas USA is one of those in 2014 and 17 Um, with 17 appearances in that. Uh, Zavaleta is a defender. I just, the only reason I mentioned the name and was at Toronto for 2015 to 2021, but was loaned out in 2016, loaned out in 2019, uh, playing for the El Salvador national team, by the way, 11 appearances that started in 2021. Uh, Eric Zavaleta is a name that will be mentioned a lot around the LA galaxy. And the reason that it will be is obviously that he's Greg Vanny's nephew. So, keep that in mind understand that that whenever you see Eric Zavaleta mentioned uh, that that is sort of the history behind that and perhaps one of the reasons that he will be easily linked to the LA galaxy I have no information that says that Eric Zavaleta is coming to the LA galaxy um, and nor would I uh, have that information yet I think if we're going to get to that it's going to come a little bit down the road but his name's already been mentioned you're going to want to remember that name and it's important to sort of uh, pay attention now one that LA galaxy outsider uh, Madame Serrano himself Um, or herself. I said, Madam Serrano. So maybe it's herself. I, my, my, my pronouns aren't, aren't perfect. A lot of times. Um, I apologize for that, but, uh, LA galaxy outsider was kind enough to send this rumor my way just before I started, which always nice, always nice. Um, is, uh, there's a rumor out there. 22, 22 year old Victor Felipe Mendez. Again, listen to the, to the, um, to the position on this because this is a defensive midfielder. He's 22 years old. Uh, Mendez uh, playing for. Let me try to bring up my my wonderful um, uh, what is it? My my stats here and everything. Um, but uh, his main position is sort of that defensive midfielder. He can also play in that uh, central uh, midfield spot in uh, Union Española. Right, he's uh, Chilean. Uh, he's 22 years old, and there at least is one report right now that says that they're that they're thinking about dealing him, that they're thinking about moving him, but that it would wouldn't be within uh, Chile. Uh, that it would be somewhere else, and if that happens, that possibly it could be Argentina or possibly it could be the LA Galaxy. Okay, um, so that's that's something that's there as well. But listen, now we have two defensive midfielder rumors. Right. And they could both be wrong or the LA Galaxy could be going out and looking for a defensive midfielder. So we have to put that into our um, giant, uh, you know, mixer of things and says, does that make any sense? And, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Because you have Revelison Well, if you're going to move Revellison to the eight, then you need a six. Right. And Jonathan Dos Santos was more of an eight, even though we wanted them probably to play more as a six. And Ravellison was pro- is maybe more of an eight than he is a six. I still think he's mostly a six. I know people want to argue with me about that. Um, but whenever you let him sit and not make him sort of chase things around and protect that back line, I think the LA galaxy defense does a lot better, um, than what they were, what they have done, uh, in previous times. So again, a defensive midfielder, 22 years old, a young kid. All right. Now they were talking about how, well, they're going to, they're going to demand at least $2 million for the transfer. And it's sort of like, okay, you know, that sounds, sounds like, sounds like good. Sounds, that's a good one. All right. Um, I don't think that's a hindrance to the Yellow galaxy and what they're trying to do. The 22 years of age is certainly a question mark and whether or not he can play in, uh, you know, major league soccer. I imagine he can. Uh, and so again, keep these in mind, try to place these whenever it happens. I, do, I again, it, it takes a while for things to filter down before I can start telling whether or not they are good. Um, but we have very, very little data right now. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, Mendez and whether or not he would even be coming. And it's just one report. And until there's more reports until we can place it, then we can sort of look to that. Um, and, you know, Ilya Sanchez and that type of thing would probably negate this deal, right? You're not going to go out and get a 22 year old who cost you $2 million when you could probably get Ilya Sanchez for free. And he comes over and you just have to pay him $800,000, $900,000, which also might mean that you are going to have to move Sebastian the jet. Uh, so, Watch for that. If the Sanchez move happens, if L.A. Sanchez move happens, then they probably have to move Sebastian Leggett just in order to keep the cap the same. And being we expect that the L.A. Galaxy were hard up against the cap, you're going to have to like for like swap on these, right? So pay attention to who's going out, who's coming in. If somebody's coming in, who's going out? Uh, Now, Jonathan Dos Santos is out. But if they announce Sanchez and he's not a designated player, which we would expect he wouldn't be, then all of a sudden you have your answer that, okay, so there's still a DP spot at play there and maybe Sebastian Legit has to move in order to keep that uh, that cap space open. So that's where we have. I do have some actual reporting and I know a lot of times there's a lot of speculation in the rumor shows and just trying to figure out, um, you know, defenders or anything else that are going on. Um, so the... The, the big deal with this is, um, that, that there seems to be some movement to try and get at least the LA galaxy Academy or the lower levels USL that back a little bit and and to take a step back towards what it was before Dennis to came for it. And I don't really know how to read this yet. And maybe I'm connecting dots that aren't there. Um, so, uh, as you know, uh, Mike Munoz was the coach of LA Galaxy 2 for a while. Um, and then he, whenever Dennis came in, uh, they had Juan Carlos Ortega, who took over the director. And eventually Mike was asked to move on. And Mike moved on. And now he's up um, with Toronto FC. Uh, I covered a lot of Galaxy 2 uh, in my earlier days. And so I, I knew Mike pretty well um, whenever all this comes in. So it's just one of those things where you're sitting there, okay, You know, how are things going? Well, there was a rumor out there and I saw it um, and it said that perhaps the LA Galaxy might try to bring, you know, Mike Munoz back to the LA Galaxy. Now, obviously, Mike is is under contract with Toronto. And so I doubt that going and talking to him is going to get you anywhere or, or know anything. But I have heard Um, from sources, uh, that I can confirm at least that the LA galaxy did at least ask Toronto to talk to Mike Munoz. So whether or not Mike Munoz is, is coming back and what position and where it might be, I don't know. But the bottom line is that perhaps the LA galaxy are looking to bring some of the people back that whenever Dennis was here, that, that they lost, I don't know how to read that. Um, I think Mike is a great coach and I've always uh, really enjoyed uh, talking to him. I think he's very knowledgeable, uh, understands you know sort of the motivation for kids and and what they're trying to do. Um, So for me, Mike Munoz, top-notch guy, I've always uh, gotten along really well with him. So him coming back. But at the same time, you had a guy who moved on because of a general manager. Now all of a sudden that general manager leaves and we've obviously talked about that it probably wasn't under the best of circumstances that he left. And now you're trying to bring that back. And I don't know what to make of that, but I want to give it to you. And at least you can start thinking about perhaps how, what you would make of that. Um, You know, like I said, for me, it it asks questions. It's like, you, you shouldn't probably be going backwards on this, but at the same time, are you trying to undo things that Dennis did because you thought that he didn't do them right? Uh, now I'm I'm one and have been pro Dennis in terms of what he did with the Academy and LA Galaxy 2 and uh, what Junior Gonzalez uh, has done with LA Galaxy 2 and you know what Juan Carlos Carlos Ortega did with the as the director of the LA Galaxy Academy and how I think that those guys really work together and that's the legacy that Dennis Declosa is that academy. Um, so it's 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 one of those to keep an eye on and sort of see how this goes. But it seems at least the LA galaxy have asked for permission from Toronto to talk to Mike Munoz. We'll see where that goes. Maybe he's going to come in as an assistant coach. Maybe somebody's leaving. I don't know. Um, But that's something to keep an eye on as we sort of move forward and and talk about that as well. Now um, the big news everybody wanted um, and the big news that everything has been hitting my timeline Um, And by the way, Er, uh, Erica Avalos says, uh, uh, didn't most of the players that he coached leave overseas for free? And yes, that is obviously one of the big things that Dennis the sort of turned around, but that was also without, I consider very good steerage from the director of academies and the general managers and all the things that you were supposed to be doing to already nurture those relationships. I'm sure they got along great with Mike and Mike was asked to do something. Um, And it, If if that's the case, then trying to get them to the next level isn't, you know, all on on Mike Munoz and what he did. So anyway, it's a it's a good question and and something we should watch. But the big news, everything was my timeline and obviously people asking the whole deal is that uh, the Orange County Register reported that Chris Klein listed his house for sale. Uh, The exact title is L.A. Galaxy President Chris Klein lists Corona Del our home for four point six million dollars. Uh, let's see if I can give you some of the highlights. Uh, an ocean view home in Corona del Mar's upscale Cameo Highlands Enclave, owned by Los Angeles Galaxy President Chris Klein, has come on the market. It's up for sale at nearly $4.6 million. Uh, the Lightbright bright 2,891 square foot residence dating to 1964 and updated has four bedrooms, three bathrooms, open plan living areas with glass walls. Included is a living room with a fireplace, dining room, and a separate family room. Uh, stainless steel appliances outfit the gourmet kitchen, which features quartz counters, a walk-in pantry, and a breakfast bar. A fireplace warms a separate sitting area in the primary suite where French doors open to the brick back brick-laid patio with ocean views. There's a Walden pool and spa in the front yard, um, and they list the real estate agent, which I'll give you just in case you're interested. Heather uh, Kidder of Arbor Real Estate holds the listing. This is from Sandra Barrera from Orange County Register on all of that. Okay so I've obviously seen the speculation. I've, I've seen people talking about it. I laughed. You guys, you guys really do like give me a chuckle on a regular basis. I would like to point that out. By the way, I, before I go any further on this too, somebody made, somebody told me that my hair is all messed up and that the length on it is like messed up on the sides and the top. And that's not all I can think about. Um, so thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Sometimes it's just left better unsaid. I mean, the thinning hair is one thing, and, and now, you know, now this is anyway, back to Chris Klein's house. There was, there were some people who said we should start GoFundMe. Um, so that way, you know, you make sure that Chris can definitely move. Um, I of course put this into, uh, into a pretty good perspective. And and I think I could, you can understand this. I'm going to tell you a story about Chris Klein as well, because there's lots of people asking questions um, about this and about how possibly he can afford a $4.6 million house. Um, so yeah, Chris Klein isn't going anywhere. And I, I think that's one of the things that you want to understand is that Chris Klein isn't going anywhere. That this is not something that indicates he is moving at all. Um and uh as it, a matter of fact, it sounds like perhaps he's just moving down the street. He's not going very far. All right. So he is not going anywhere, uh, at least not because of this. Okay. So as much as you want to hope and wish and all that fun stuff. You know, Chris Klein not there. Now, the other part about this is that, at least from my understanding, this house was the house that he bought a couple of years ago. He bought this and they, you know, listed it at $3 million. And so he bought it for $3 million. Now he's selling it for $4.6 million. I'm going to tell you a story about Chris Klein. Um, because I think that people don't understand people are saying, you know, he was an old MLS or how did he make this much money? First of all, he was a U.S. men's national team player. He played significant roles on all the teams that he went for RSL, LA galaxy, sporting Kansas city or the Kansas city wizards back at the time. Uh, so he was a well compensated player. I also know that whenever I talked to Chris originally way back in the day is that he was always super, super interested in financial things. Uh, he was a numbers guy always sort of has been, and he wanted to help players. If I remember this correctly, and it's, this going back a long time, like 14 years. Um, if I remember correctly, Chris always wanted to help players with their sort of financial planning, right? He wanted to be a financial planner, helping these players make sure they made smart reasons. Um, smart decisions with their money, and we know that in MLS you don't always get a lot of money. And if you make smart decisions with it, then perhaps you can. One of the smart decisions Chris Klein made, uh, and I can tell you just this, is just his real estate holdings and where he was. Let's talk about this story because I think it's a it's a fun story, and I still remember it. Um, and I would like you, I would like everybody, to be reminded. Uh, Chris Klein is a person has always been extremely nice to me. We've had plenty of talks. Um, over the years, he hasn't always been happy with me, and that's fine. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure I've said things that are wrong. I try to be 100 percent accurate here as much as I can. There's no way I could ever be, um, but at the same time, uh, I can still understand the frustration that people have. People can be nice, nice people, um, and I think that's something sometimes we get wrong is people can be nice people and they just, they get it wrong a lot. And I think that if you look at Chris Klein, whenever he was brought in, it was 2013, whenever he originally started with the LA galaxy, obviously they won in 2014, Bruce Arena was still there. Bruce Arena left after 2016, 2017 through 2021 has been, you know, an abject disaster for the LA galaxy. And this is at the helm of Chris Klein. And I don't think you can divorce him from those results. Um, his contract, I believe, was renewed in 2017 or after the 2017 season because it was the worst season in franchise history and he got a renewal. Um, and his contract will be for was for five years and runs through the 2022 season. I think at one time I counted 2023, but it's 2022 season. So at least as we see it now, he is. um he is one more time. He is one of those guys that is going to be here. At least his contract is up in 2022, which means all of the next year, you should be watching to see if AEG and Dan Beckerman decides that he is worthy of staying uh, because that would sort of be the indication. This house does not mean anything, but again, back to Chris Klein and his, um, and, and sort of how I ran into them this one time. So, um, I, I, lots of people know I grew up in Newport beach. Um, I live in orange County still, um, and not too far away from, uh, where I grew up. Um, but I used to go walking down in Corona Del Mar down, um, on the beach by big Corona is there's a beach down there. And so I would go walking with my dog and at the time it was my, my wife, my ex-wife now. Um, but, we were walking down there and so I'm walking and gorgeous views of the, the beach and everything. And it's one of my favorite places to go walk and, and sort of just take in the scenery. And then you walk down this one street. That's a very sort of famous street in Corona Del Mar areas. And you walk down, it's a very narrow street. There's trees on both sides, the whole deal. And all the houses are like right up against each other. Uh, and they all have sort of ocean views up on the cliff side. They sort of look down into different coves and that type of thing. So I'm walking on that street, just, you know, sweatshirt. I actually, I may have actually had an LA galaxy kit on funny enough. Um, but anyway, walking, uh, and I walk by do 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 walking by and there's some dude sitting in his beach chair out in his driveway, uh, just like lounging, relaxing, no big deal. Just, you know, having a soda or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but just walking by and I look over and I'm like, this is probably 2009. Yeah, it was, it was probably 2009. So I look over and it's Chris Klein. Um, and I'm like, I'm walking, I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God. And I, and my, I looked at my ex-wife and I'm like, I think that was Chris Klein. And she's like, who? Cause she had no idea. Um, not her fault. Uh, and so I sort of was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and I'll do, I'll look back. I'm like, I, nah, I couldn't have been. And so I looked over again and I'm like, no, that's Chris Klein. I'm going to go say something. So I went over and I'm like, are you, are you Chris Klein? And this is before I had, you know, even, I think we, I just started this podcast maybe, Um, so you're talking again, 2009, um, so anyway, I went up, I go, are you Chris Klein? And he's like, yeah, I'm Chris Klein. I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm Josh. I, you know, I go to galaxy games, the whole deal. I just wanted to say, hi, this is the whole deal. So it was funny because as I started to get more well-known, Chris knew that I knew where he lived, uh, the whole deal. And so eventually he's like, Oh no, yeah, I, I sold that house and I, we, we bought somewhere else. This is what Chris has done over the years is he's done a good job. Again, if you buy something for 3 million and now you can sell it for 4.6 million, well then, you know, your, your realized gain there is $1.6 million. If you're able. To to do that over a period of time and again we're talking 14 years and three houses then you can do that and so Chris as a player was played was paid you know a reasonable amount for that time Uh, and where he was buying down there was really good real estate pickup so again it's one of those things that's where it is yes I'm sure you know Kevin actually I were arguing about how much we think Chris Klein actually makes and I was of the opinion that I don't think it's as much as people think it is but I don't know Um, and it was sort of, you know, Chris goes, well, you can't have, you can't be the boss of somebody and then have somebody else make a ton of money. And I said, really? Because it happens all the time in sports where a coach will make more, more money than a GM. Um, and so. That's, that's one of those things to, to sort of to sort of watch whenever this happens. We don't know what that is. That being said, Chris has always been smart with his money. And so it doesn't surprise me that he's in a position, in a place, by the way, that my parents have always been like, oh, that would be our dream. Actually, the Cameo Shores part would be their dream. Uh, they don't live down there. Um, but Cameo Highlands and Cameo Shores, there's Pacific Coast Highway splits them in between. And the shores are closer to the ocean and the highlands are more, yes, up on the higher land. Uh, what do you know up on the side? But obviously all ocean views. So... Having said all of this, the the basic thing is that no, this doesn't mean Chris Klein is leaving. It's not. It's it's not not even an indication that he is. Uh it's probably just that he's he's moving to a different place. Maybe he's downsizing because, you know, he has kids, maybe kids are going off to college, that type of thing. Um so yeah, that's that's where you're looking at. And you know, it's important to say that Chris Klein will stay in his position until Dan Beckerman or AEG says that he's not going to Um, so it's, again, you want to place blame on somebody and maybe, maybe your argument is that Chris Klein should step down. I'm not saying that's a wrong argument. Certainly. I just told you what his results have been over the last couple of years, but if he doesn't want to step down, then it's up to AG to make a move and AG hasn't made a move. Uh, you went from Tim Laiwiki who was Intimately involved in bringing David Beckham to the LA galaxy to pushing the LA galaxy to new heights, to getting Bruce arena to doing all these things that he thought was the best interest of the LA galaxy. And you went to Dan Beckerman and no offense between the two, but Tim Laiwiki is like this light in the dark and he is a conversation guy and he wants to talk to you and he wants to shake your hand and he wants to be in front of you he wants to tell you what he's thinking he wants to tell you what he's doing and dan beckerman is the exact opposite of that which is please don't talk about me please don't mention me i'm here i'm watching numbers and that's what i do um and unfortunately as president of aeg there aren't very many people who would fire him as well. And you'd have to look at uncle Phil, who would be one of those people. And remember Phil ran off Tim, Lai wiki. Um, so, so they, those, these are the things you have to go. Now, Phil, uncle Phil, Phil Anschutz has been more and more of a, and he's always been mysterious in terms of, he doesn't do press. He doesn't talk to people. He doesn't do that thing. Um, he's a guy with a ton of money and he just, does whatever he wants to do. And he doesn't have to talk to anybody if he doesn't want to. Um, but I would say that it feels more and more like he is hands off with things at AEG. And it feels, that means he's more and more hands off, you know, with things for the LA galaxy. He's not getting any younger. He absolutely saved this league and everybody should tip their hats to him. But eventually there's going to become a time and come to a reckoning when somebody has to make a real decision. And so far Dan Beckerman and Chris Klein feel like they do not make real decisions, right? They've gone through how many GMs, how many coaches, in 2017. So that's the situation that you're in, but his house being for sale it doesn't mean anything. All right? And and by the way, I you know, the only reason I always find it weird to talk about people's houses and like where they live and that type of thing, and the only reason I would go through any sort of details because it's in the OC register, it's like somebody had to talk about that in order to do it. And you're clearly, you know, somebody will find that interesting and and might go and, you know, have, have, uh, have a look at his, um, at his house and understand that, you know the president of the LA Galaxy lived here. I I doubt that's a thing, right? It would be different if like you were president of, you know, the LA Kings or you're president of the Dodgers and then oh, I'm I'm living in the president of the Dodgers house now. That would be kind of cool. But this kind of publicity comes for these houses. Um and I'll tell you that 4.6 million in Cameo Highlands doesn't even seem like it's like the big house and it's not it's less than 3,000 square feet, I guarantee you. Um you know, it's one of those things. So that's that's the thing. I mean you know, uh, Ro R. O. in the chat room says, does Uncle Phil approve of where the Galaxy are? What are his thoughts? We need to interview him. I would, hey, let's do it. I'm in. You tell me. When is it coming? How's it going? Uh, E-Super says, Anschutz needs to sell the team. That's something that we have talked about, though, on this show is selling the team. Eventually, it comes to the point where, what are you going to do if you're the LA Galaxy? You're just going to be held by AEG? Is somebody at AEG going to have the um, the foresight to, to invest into the LA Galaxy the way that, that they probably deserve to be invested in, in a league that has changed. Um, so you look at all these things, and and those are the questions now that come out. Again, I am telling you right now, it feels very much like LAFC are going to pull back in terms of what they are doing. Um, And, and that opens up a window for the LA Galaxy, and it's not going to be a forever window. All right, this pandemic has hurt teams. It, pro- it hurt AEG. You can guarantee it did. But AEG is a ton of cash. I, it shouldn't worry them. So it, the LA Galaxy can absolutely go out there and do the things that they need to do and spend the money in the right positions to be league dominant over the next three to four years. I don't think this team needs that many changes. I know lots of people do. I disagree with that. Um, I think the more you change things in soccer, uh, the less understanding you usually have. And I know a bunch of you are l- used to seeing, you know, these, these big teams, Manchester city or, you know, Liverpool and how they switch out teams and switch out players and that type of thing. There's actually a lot of stability in those squads. Um, and they go out and they get one or two players that they sort of need to switch out in order to keep advancing. They find a weakness that they want to improve on and they do it, but there's a lot of stability in those, uh, because people want to be there and there used to be a lot of stability with the LA Galaxy up to a certain point, we always used to say Bruce is, is building a team to win now and in Major League Soccer, you have to build a team to win now. Um, so uh, keep that keep that in mind. Uh, it's, it's This is the time and this is the the opportunity the LA Galaxy have and it's right now. And they built a base in 2021 and that base got them enough points to get into the playoffs. A tiebreaker didn't. Uh, the team that beat them in that tiebreaker that had the same number of points to them is in the Western Conference Final right now the team that is going up against them. The LA galaxy played against very well throughout the year. You can't tell me the LA galaxy were not competitive against Portland. And the only time that they really got smacked was whenever, um, uh, uh Williams got the red card. Um, otherwise they play Portland very well. Portland's in the Western conference final. All right. So, I mean, there's not, I think there's less separation now between teams one and 12 or 13, or 14 in the Western conference than there ever has the smallest separation. I do not think there are very many good teams in the Western conference, but overall their quality is better than the Eastern conference. All right. So it is going to be scratching and clawing and doing everything you possibly can to get points And the LA galaxy. are going to have to lean on the ability of Greg Vanny to plug the holes and to build on what he did last year. So this is their chance. This is their chance where they have the money and other teams might not have the money to go out and do things they need to do. And the Galaxy need to take advantage of that and build for the future of what's coming. Okay? So that's that's what we're, that's what where the LA Galaxy are at. I cannot impress upon you the position the Galaxy are in right now and how much of a chance it is for them to jump ahead in this schedule. Like, the, there's a... I really feel like they are a Western Conference contender top three team next year if they get the pieces that they need. And one of them is a number 10. you got another got to get another goal scorer. You have to see Kevin Cabral continue to get better, right? So he needs to be, uh, I said it like an eight and 10, eight goals, 10 assists guy in 2022. I would love for that to be 10 and 12, right? Give me 22 total goals plus assists. And Kevin Cabral is absolutely everything that you paid for. Um, and I think that he's getting in positions, and that he's at those abilities. He's just not hitting it. So you know, again, I hope that it is just the comfort level that's being away from home. It's all those things because he could be a difference maker in 2022. You're looking at the guys Yovlitch and his development. You know, Chicharito being able to find guys who put the ball in the back of the net. This is what Greg Vanny has to do, and they have to keep the ball out of the back of the net on the other side. Improving the midfield will help that. All right, improving that will help that. All right, so that's what we got. That's where we're at with the LA Galaxy. That's where we're at with the rumors. Not a lot of stuff, not a lot of concrete things. Uh, you can all go tell your friends that Chris Klein is, is not, his selling his house is not a reason for celebration if they wanted Chris Klein out. Um, so keep all that in mind. Uh, the Galaxy, again, I, I was talking to the Galaxy on Tuesday, and I'm hoping that we get a press conference here soon because I think there needs to be a press conference um so that's something that needs to happen and you certainly want to find out exactly whose job it is to do what and how this is different from last time all right so that's where you're at that's where we're all at i hope everybody's having a good time we all get to have a good weekend it was my son's second birthday today so that's another reason why i'm a little scattered And brain. at least I got another good story for you in there. Another Josh runs into Galaxy players, you know, some more story. I do have, I do have like another one. Oh, Christian says, is Chicha getting traded? No. Okay, next. I know where that came from and I do not trust that even a little bit. Um, And there would be, I think there's no reason for them to get rid of Javier Hernandez, especially the season that he had. Yes, I think you have to be very careful with them. We've talked about this. 2,000 to 2,400 minutes is sort of my cap for what he is able to do. Uh, Next season. So you better have people who can back that up. You better have people who can come in. Uh, So he is staying. He's not going anywhere. Um, And I I think that you're going to see that. So that's where we're at. All right. His contract up next year and then he has an option after that the la galaxy have an option on that um for him as well i don't know well, again it would really depend on what you're sort of seeing i would imagine they decline the option regardless and, and renegotiate wherever it goes so yeah that's where we're at a uh, little dude's second birthday that's fun uh, i remember this time last year i was certainly not recording or two years ago i was certainly not recording a podcast um nice little break thanks for the la galaxy for uh, for for let's see they made the playoffs that year in 2019. See, they tried to they tried to keep me busy um, during that time and it, and it didn't work. So that's where we're at that's where the LA Galaxy are. Uh, Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals coming up. That's something to watch if you're interested in that. The games have been exciting, at least. Um, I am on team chaos now. Um, I voted for, um, the team that cheated with a handball in order to get into the playoffs to be in the MLS cup and for that game to take place on a baseball stadium at Yankee stadium. Uh, so team chaos for me, uh, New York city versus RSL is my dream, uh, final for this year. And I really, really, really hope it happens. Um, that's just, that's just me. So a lot of fun. Uh, that's it. That's all I can do. That's all we got. Uh, we are done for tonight. I appreciate everybody for hanging out with me. Oz, uh, another solo show. Uh, we'll get some people back in the fold here as everybody sort of settles down. Um, and then also, I actually have to see if I have a co-host on, I actually have to plan for something. And instead, I just like scrambled up here from having cake um, and and just like jotted down some notes and did some stuff so I could do it. So if this was a real show with, a, with somebody else joining me, um, I would have had to do a lot more work. So that's where we're at. Uh, Christmas decorations are up just in case you see. Um, and so hopefully, uh, everybody, uh, enjoys the, the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah to all of my, all my friends. Um, so that's where we're at. We will be back on Monday night. Kevin will be back in and we'll certainly, uh, have everybody, uh, rocking and rolling. All right. All right. That's it. Uh, I'll hit the button and, uh, then I'll tell you where we can find you. And then we'll uh, see everybody back on Monday. Again, our show schedule. Uh, right now is up on cornerofthegalaxy.com. If you click the live show, you can sort of see when we're going to have shows, when we're not going to have shows, and I'll keep you updated. We're almost at show 900. I think we're two or three away. So that's where we're at. All right? All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at JGuesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our shows, our articles, any of the news that we think is interesting, cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can find it right there. All right? That does it. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Josh Gessman, the Patto himself. You've been listening. You've been watching the Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner
1: of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.